This is Garth Duke Martin, the pastor of Epworth United Methodist Church. Today I'm going to be reading to you from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me! I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed, and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Amen. Thank you, Garth. This is Reverend Rebecca Duke Barton, the pastor of Jessup First United Methodist Church. I'm glad you're with us today. I'm going to tell a story on myself about when I was in middle school. I have a sister, and when we were kids, we were almost the same size. She was always just an inch or two taller. I was the little sister, and that bit of information should tell you a whole story right there. I would always wake up before her on school mornings when I was in middle school. And if I was bored of the clothes in my closet, I'd go into her room, pick out something, and get dressed. She'd get up and see that I was wearing her clothes, and I would smile and say, Can I borrow this? I'm asking to borrow the clothes that I'm already wearing. Little sister right there. She would tell me in an exasperated voice for the hundredth time that I needed to ask her before I put them on. And I would act all innocent and say that I would have asked her, but I didn't want to disturb her while she was sleeping. This is how little sisters are. But somehow borrowing before you ask makes me think of Jesus climbing into Peter's boat while he was mending his nets. So let's read together from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the Sea of Gennesaret, the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God. He saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. 
for he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Simon had been at work all night and hadn't caught any fish. He was worn out. He had to be discouraged. What was his family going to eat that day? He wasn't going to have any fish to sell and make money. He's got a sick mother-in-law, as we learn from the Gospel of Mark. What's he going to feed her? Simon Peter had the same problems we have today. We get discouraged. We work long hours, and sometimes we don't have much to show for it. We've got a sick family that we're trying to care for. We feel like we are coming up empty. That was the start of Simon's day, but things were about to change. He must have looked up from his net mending and realized that someone was in his boat. So he went to see who it was. We're walking with Jesus through the Gospel of Luke. At this point in chapter 5, Jesus is already building a reputation as someone who works miracles and also as a great teacher. In fact, as we begin chapter 5, Jesus has drawn a crowd. People came to hear what he had to say, to see what he might do. He was walking along the lake of Gennesaret, which we know better as the Sea of Galilee. There are a lot of little towns all around the lake, and there's a big fishing industry. So Jesus was in one of the inlets teaching, but the crowds were getting to be too big. No more people could fit in. But it's a funny thing about the Lake of Gennesaret. If you get out onto the water just a little bit, the land around creates a natural amphitheater and the water acts as a sound system. By getting on the water, more people would be able to hear him. So Jesus looked around. He could have walked out on the water if he had wanted, of course, but instead he found a boat that had just been brought in from all night fishing. The owner was mending his nets from the night's work, so it appears that Jesus just got in. It turns out the boat belonged to Simon. Jesus got in, Simon came over, and Jesus asked Simon to take him out into the water just a little bit. So Simon did it. He took his boat, they went a little offshore, and Jesus started teaching the people. Do you know what I learned from this story? When Jesus comes into your life, Jesus wants to use your stuff. I know, I know, you don't want people to use your stuff. If your sister showed up wearing your clothes and then asked, you'd be angry. If someone says, hey, can I borrow your car? All you can think about is the scratches that it's going to come back with or how your insurance doesn't cover it. Well, really, this is no different. That boat that Jesus climbed into is Simon Peter's business. This is how he feeds his family. This is his livelihood. This boat keeps a roof over his head. Simon is tired and weary. 
and Jesus wants to borrow his boat. Truthfully, though, the boat is just the start. Jesus wants to borrow the boat today, but he wants Simon Peter to commit his whole life to come, follow him, and set out on the mission to fish for people. J.D. Walt points out that when we think about that mission of fishing for people, that most of the time throughout the Bible, when it wants to talk about the relationship with God and the people, we hear about shepherds and sheep. But shepherds, Walt points out, aren't out catching new sheep. That would make them cattle thieves. Shepherds tend their own flock. To be sure, Jesus came looking for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but that was only the beginning. Jesus came after the whole world. Jesus picked an entirely new metaphor because he was after way more than sheep. Jesus came to fish. That's why Jesus needed the boat that day, so more people can hear the message. The boat may have been built for the purpose of fishing, but Jesus had something entirely else in mind. Garth always dislikes the word you hear on HTV all the time, repurpose. Someone's always repurposing one piece of furniture to be something else. He's pretty sure the network made that word up. But it is what Jesus is doing. The boat was built for fishing in the lake, and Jesus wants to use it to bring people to him. The boat had a whole new purpose. The fishermen had a whole new purpose. It's why Jesus called Simon, James, and John to follow him and become fishers of men. The miraculous catch of fish is a vision, a foretaste of the mission Jesus had in mind for Simon and the disciples. The lectionary has us reading through the call stories of prophets in the Old Testament. They almost always are overwhelmed with the presence of the Almighty and point out why they can't do what God has asked them to do. We saw that in Isaiah today with the seraphim and the cherubim singing, Holy, Holy, Holy. And Isaiah is overwhelmed in the holiness and the presence of God. And he says, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. But God purified him. And when it came right down to it, and God said, Whom shall I send? Isaiah said, Here I am. Send me. So when it comes to the story that we're reading from the gospel, it's another call story. This time not a prophet, but a disciple. Now listen, Simon has every reason to be skeptical when Jesus tells him to cast out into the deep. Let's not lose sight of the fact that Simon was the professional fisherman. Jesus was a carpenter. Simon had already been fishing those waters, and the fish always bit better at night. I mean, really, what if Jesus showed up at your job to tell you how to do it? But Simon did what he said. He cast out into the deep, and he was overwhelmed with the catch of fish. The weight of it almost sank the boat. He had to get another boat and it almost sank that. He called in James and John to help. 
Simon started to realize that the man in his boat was somebody like he had never seen before. And so he becomes like Isaiah, overwhelmed in the holiness and the presence of God. He says, go away from me. I'm sinful. But Jesus, ever with the good word, ever with the ability to make us capable of doing more than we could imagine, ever the one to wash away the sin, Jesus told Simon Peter, do not be afraid. And he told him he had a calling on his life and on James and John's life too, to fish for people. So what does all this have to do with us? It's the same story. Jesus is calling us. He wants our lives. He wants our witness. And you know what? Jesus wants to use your stuff. If we let Jesus use our stuff, our talents, our businesses, our money, our resources, so many more people can hear the message of the gospel. I think it's what Jesus says to Christian athletes who become famous. I need to borrow your fame to spread the word. Sometimes he prompts us when we see someone in need. He says, I need to borrow that money in your pocket to buy somebody else a meal. We're seeing it in our own time. Radio stations and TV stations and social media channels and podcast networks. They might not have been designed with the purpose of spreading the gospel, but all are being borrowed to cast out into the deep. We're called to be a part of this great fishing expedition of the gospel. Jesus wants to cast a wide net a net wide enough to reach the whole world. He's sitting in your boat, ready to go. Are you ready to say it? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Will you pray with me? Lord, open our hearts and our lives to the grand adventure that you have before us. May we use our resources for your glory. May we order our lives to be part of building your kingdom. When we come into your presence, when we experience your holiness, put these words on our lips. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Though I may not be worthy, you make me worthy. Send me. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.